Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney Magic. Whether they be singers, actors, Imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. Are you looking to plan and book an upcoming Disney vacation? Contact the Tierra Talk Show's official travel agent, James from Destinations in Florida, by visiting destinationsinflorida.com backslash tiara for a free quote. The link is also included in the show notes on our website. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. Excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, Kirk Hansen, to the show. Welcome, Kirk. Oh, thank you, Tabby. It's wonderful to have nice you on to the be show. Here. Yes, absolutely. I, well, I really wanted to start out our interview talking about your beginnings working in the story and art and animation department. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about some of your first couple of projects before you started working for the Disney Company? Okay. Well, um, I uh, graduated from Cal Arts in 1983. Um, and I think the, the, the market was really, really tiny then in terms of the amount of studios and, and work was a little bit tough, uh, to find. So I ended up moving up to San Francisco for about six, eight months, um, learning, uh, how to build architectural models in, in a model shop. Uh, my thinking being that, uh, I could draw already, but there was a skill set that uh, that came in handy at WED uh, at the time, which is WDI now, but back then it was WED Enterprises, and, and I thought, oh, I'd like to, maybe I can work in the model shop. So I, I did that, and I actually did get hired in the model shop um, for Euro Disneyland, now now Disneyland Paris, but uh, we were working on a big, uh, all the big models for the, when that park was being designed, but I'm getting ahead of myself, that was 1988. So the skills did come in handy. Um, but uh, I ended up <laughs> realizing I don't want to work in the model shop. But then I managed to finally land at Hanna-Barbera in 85, I think, and uh, went to work doing models, model design, characters, props, uh, for a show called The Flintstone Kids. And it actually was apropos that I started at Hanna-Barbera because I actually grew up loving their cartoons first, uh, I saw them more often than I saw Disney cartoons. Um, Disney was pretty much relegated to once a week on Sundays. If you were lucky, we got a we got animation, or um, we'd see shorts on the old uh, on the old Mickey Mouse Club. And then, uh, of course, a feature uh, coming to the to the local movie house. Now, I think the first feature I saw was um, Sword in the Stone. So I was at Hanna Barbera for about. Two and a half years, I think, and then uh, this job at Imagineering opened up, and so I, I went and did that for a little while. And it, it uh, enough, and I was there long enough to know that I, I didn't want to work in a model shop anymore. But I uh, did, I did manage to work with my my best, one of my bestest buddies in the in the industry, a fellow by the name of Bob Bernick, 
uh, who's a genius, and he was he's the uh, he designs everything dimensionally, and it was re- pretty much responsible for the Indiana Jones attraction. One of my favorites, uh, by the way. I love that oh, attraction. Oh good. Oh good. Yeah, and and Bob was the uh, the art director at the uh, at the park. One of the art directors for about mm, gosh eight to ten years, something like that. And Indy came on during that period, so it was fun to to go down and visit Bob and. But uh, that was a lot of fun. We got to uh, work together on a, a Pirates of the Caribbean rehab in the 90s, which was loads of fun. It was actually the most fun project I've, I've worked on in my association with Disney just because of, it's like it's Walt Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean. And then you started was, getting into film from that point, correct? Like with the Brave Little yeah, Toaster I, and Hercules? Uh, uh, I somehow got on the radar of, a, of an executive over there, Charlie Fink, at Features, and he had me do a little bit of, um, I did kind of a little portfolio piece, kind of a little tryout piece, do a little bit of visual development on it, and then in, uh, and at that time, I had, pro- I think I'd gone back to Hanna-Barbera for about two more years, and in the August of 89 or 90, they had me come over and start doing visual development on Aladdin. Uh, which was uh, which was a you know a dream come true. Of course, we were off the lot at the time. We were in a little uh, little uh, commercial building over in Glendale near Imagineering, <laughs> and uh, it was it was uh, that that whole period. You know, Little Mermaid was done off the off the lot. And in fact, I think it, I think they moved out for uh, Basil. I think that might have been the first picture that was away from the from the main lot. And it was before the new animation building had been done. Um, but I, I got to, uh, this was my, the first project I got to work on with, uh, with John Musker and Ron Clements, a couple of genius guys, and uh, really just great guys to work with. They saw in what I was doing that I was more, um, I, was more I was better equipped to handle continuity and to handle gags. So they put me into doing continuity for the picture, as opposed to just doing visual development, and uh, and that was that was it. And from there, I, I was worked for about twelve years on everything from uh, worked on Aladdin. The first sequence I worked on Aladdin was the um, was the the Prince Ali number, and my take on it. My th- this was this was what did it. I did some visual development on the Prince Ali number uh, that pitched it kind of a presented it kind of like the the Macy's Thanksgiving parade. There's not that much in the picture, but I I explored all kinds of gags like the 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 giant balloons and the and the genie being the the on camera, you know, all that stuff. And some of it made the picture and some didn't. Hercules is probably the the picture I have probably the most material in, uh the most sequences I I worked on. Um I knew Hercules was going to be a blast because our very first day on Hercules, we we all Traipsed over to the um, to the uh, third floor uh, screening room the, on uh, in the old animation building, which was Walt's screening room, and and they had us watch Superman, you know, the uh, Richard Donner picture. <laughs> and it was like because they wanted that, they wanted this kind of kind of light and fluffy kind of picture, the way the the some of the you know some of the elements that Superman had that still that still has that still has mythos to it that still has scale to it you know 
I have to mention uh, House of Mouse too because I love how the Disney characters are all kind of thrown in together, uh, and I love how they just appear and they talk to one another. I always thought that was fun, and I found that some of, some of your credits are including you know writing material for that show, um, and I and I truly do miss it. What yeah, was your- House of Mouse was kind of the first of those uh, of those Disney crossover things. I think that later, what Kingdom Hearts does it. And- and I have to include uh, Fantasia 2000 in there. Uh, you worked with some of the people who came on the show to host it. They did like a little host segments. So uh, you got to work with, uh, I'm, I'm going to guess you got to work with Steve Martin and Bette Midler and Penn and Teller. Oh, that, now that's fun. That's interesting. Yeah, that's where I got to, I actually wrote those sequences and, uh, and uh, boarded them as well. And uh, the, the, the most rewarding one was uh, working with Penn and Teller uh, I, I just wrote the pages. We 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 kind of targeted them for introducing um, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Makes sense. It's about magic, so they're the perfect choice. Uh, so I'm a huge fan, and so I just started writing pages and writing dialogue. And they came in to do the table read, and they told Don Hahn uh, that usually when somebody writes for them, they have to put it in their own voice, but they were ready to go as is because they, they thought the, the pages sounded like them. So I was like, wow, that was a huge, huge compliment I, when Don wow. came back and told me that. And then uh, and my reward for that, I guess, uh, was that I got to, um, I got to go and sit, I got to go to uh, 20th Century Fox and watch them shoot the, uh, this intro sequence. And, uh, and it, was a, it was a kick. It's a kick. I tell you, it's a kick to hear your words come out of out of a famous voice. You also recently worked on Jake in the Neverland Pirates. Um, just did, uh, yeah, just came off about three and a half years and uh, worked on um, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Jake in the Neverland Pirates. We had a, a big uh, tentpole movie. I think it was 90 minutes. It was like three three episodes, three half-hour episodes. Uh, and it was it was all about... Captain Hook stealing the storybook that the that Peter Pan and the Neverland story was in, and that resulted in Neverland. I, I think Neverland started fading away, kind of the kind of the uh, the Back to the Future gag with Marty. So Jake and the, the our special guest stars Wendy, John, Michael, Tinkerbell, Nana. All, all were in the were in that uh, were in that special. It was, it was so a cute. lot of fun. Oh my god, it was so much fun. They do a whole uh, they give us a whole bunch of reference from the original material, you know, from the original movies to get all the layouts and the and the character designs and just for just for fun, you know. So now I have you add that to your collection. Well, I have three Disney questions I always ask my guests. They're called the Fab Three. So we'll start okay. with the uh, Donald question, which is. Okay, start uh, the a- clock. Wait, wait, start the clock. Uh, <laughs> Timing. Go. As a okay. child, what Disney film was one of your favorites to watch? I, I grew up in the period where, you know what? It would have to be, if a child, uh, it would be Mary Poppins. Love it. And our goofy yep. question, what Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? Probably Mickey. And our Mickey question, if I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? Any Disney song? Uh, I said Mary Poppins, Chim Chim, Chim Chim, Chim Chim Cherry. That's easy for me to say. <laughs> Did it have to be a movie song? 
No, it could have been any type of song. You, oh, you well, go, then, why don't you okay, go ahead? Then I changed my answer. It's the Enchanted Tiki Room. It's the Tiki 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 Room. And I have to thank you so much for coming on the show, Kirk. This has been a lot of fun, and hopefully we're going to cross our fingers. We're going to be talking soon about that new project that you're working on for Disney, maybe. We'll see. Uh, one, one, of, one of many. <laughs> there. That's right. <laughs> I wonder what happened to Rosita.